everybody welcome to the improv network podcast this is a series of conversations aimed at building stronger connections throughout the improv community i'm james quesada and i'm bob wick and we are your education team for the improv network uh the improv network.org is a great organization of resource uh, you can go to the website and check out uh everything from blogs and interviews to uh festival resources and uh, a improv FAQ educational resource page, which has these conversations archived as well as some mini lectures on the topics of improv for your enjoyment. So be sure to check that out. Um, Bob, (laughs) (laughs) during the countdown to start the show, I must've like, I wiped some dust off of the top of my uh, laptop and I must've like, it has one of those space bar or like touch bars I, oh, okay. I, like, yeah, Mac. Self off the page because, yeah. like, like probably five seconds before actually going on screen, I got kicked out of the streamyard session. So that was that was why. Yeah, it started. And I just saw the single shot of me. Like, oh, I guess I'm doing this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I'm back, and oh. so are we after a hundred episodes, Bob. Yeah, season two. This season is, two. We do our episode, is, we do our seasons in in increments of one hundred. It's easy math. That's why we do it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to uh, keep the conversations going. And um, yeah, you want to just get right to it and introduce our guest? Yeah. Better better sooner than later. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it now. Um, <laughs> our guest is a good friend of ours, originally from the Detroit improv community, now based in. LA. Uh, he is a Second City alum and um, uh, just an awesome, funny improviser and person. And uh, he's also the host of the podcast, My Neighbors Are Dead, which everyone should check out wherever you find podcasts. Uh, I'm sure we'll talk a little bit about it um, at some point throughout our conversation, but let's go ahead and bring on our guest, Adam Peacock. Welcome. Hi, Hi guys. How are you? James, hey, I have fallen victim to the uh, to the touch bar as well, too. So, <laughs> oh my God, I, I've, I got this Mac, like, I think last year and I, I was typing, so I was talking to somebody on Zoom and I, I hit the, the volume and it turned off the volume completely and I was furious. I was like, I, this is brand new. I can't believe it, but yeah. I'm just an idiot. So. No, yeah, it is. They're, they're like, they're yeah. not, they're not clear enough. I have not found use for the touch mm-hmm. bar. It, it looks it's, cool though. Yeah. And it does, it, it like opens up specific things in different apps, but I'm like, this is, it's just too it's a cool idea, but it's not practical. Yeah. yeah. See, I'm a PC user and Natalie's a Mac user, and she's always trying to get me to use her Mac. And it's like learning a completely different language. So she she's a master of that little bar thing. I know what you're I know what, what you're talking about when you're but I have no idea how to use it. I just, <laughs> I'm just, like, just man, if I could use a just a typewriter, I'd be okay. <laughs> I wish. Drop us your pro tips uh, if you got them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, we are going to talk I'm about back the Mac talk with James and Bob. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I, I feel like everybody who joins uh, us for an episode of 
improv shop talk. Um, Adam is somebody who is happy to talk about anything improv. Bob actually picked out uh, the topic for this episode, which is uh, subtlety. Uh, and before we jump into that, um, for our viewers, please feel free to drop a question if you got it, uh, whether on the topic of subtlety, we are likely to meander on other topics uh, beyond that. And if you have other questions you want to throw in there on anything else, feel free to do so. But Bob, what did you have in mind for uh, subtlety? And suddenly, well, Adam, I was just so excited that you said you'd be on the show. Uh, I haven't seen you perform in a while because you moved. Uh, but what when I used to come and watch you in Eye Candy, uh, you were one of my favorite performers because no matter what scene you were in, you're a very natural character. And that was a group that would do like these beautiful, weird, bigger than life scenes. And I don't think you were trying to ground it, but because I, I don't think that's an appropriate way of expressing how you perform, but you were like the most relatable character in the scene for me. So I think I, it's, I, I mean, it's hard to keep up with a Tim McKendrick. So yeah. I had, I'm not gonna. I don't know if I can match that energy. So I'll just I, I'll just do whatever the opposite of whatever he's doing. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. I, yeah, I've always thought of you as like almost a Jason Sudeikis type style performing. Oh, that's nice of you. Thanks, man. Yeah. That's really very kind of you. Yeah, uh, but, would you would you agree with that, Adam? I, I've only seen you play a couple times, um, and it's always been great. But I, I agree uh, with Bob that um, maybe it is because you're, you're playing with some particularly high energy people that you uh, throw a complimentary energy in there. But do you typically play subtlety or close to self? I get, yeah, I do because I think I'm not really, I'm not comfortable doing that big character stuff. I don't think I'm good at it. So I, I, the more subtle, like you said, Bob, the more closer to, to closer to me, closer to grounded. I, it's, it's more comfortable for me to play in that, in that area. But, but I would also say you do it in a way because I know you, it doesn't look like you. You know what I'm saying? Like it's close to you, but it, like you can obviously tell you're doing a character, you're doing the work, you're in the scene. It's not like, hey, the scene's going on. I'm Adam, so what's up? <laughs> <laughs> no, but if I if I ever do improvise again, if this ever opens up out here in LA, I'll do that. <laughs> I'd watch. I'd fucking watch. I'm sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's it. I. Oh God, I don't know. I mean, I like I, yeah. Somebody like McKendrick, Tim McKendrick. I don't know if, if he's been on here. If you guys, but the last time you saw Tim or played with Tim or saw him play, the, Tim is really good at that. I think he's good at big characters and really kind of, you know, very yeah, just big characters, big fun characters. And it's always fun. It was always fun to play. Like I said, the opposite of that because I think we always found something a little. I don't like. All right, here's something for you guys, and I don't know if I'm wrong in this. I it it really drives me nuts when I see somebody match somebody else's character and energy in a scene. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like yeah, I am, yeah, I, wrong, yeah. am I wrong in that? Like yeah, mirroring. I guess yeah. Am I wrong in that? Because it always feels like I feel like there's more to get out of out of a scene if it's two different characters. Or am, am I am I wrong? I think I that like, that's, ahead, yeah. That, I think I think that that to me is is like two sort of fundamental approaches um, mm-hmm. uh, because. Uh, there, there, there was a theater out, out out here in New York for a little while uh, called Reckless, and their whole like uh, teaching style was um, centered on mirroring. Um, and it was definitely like when I, I guess you just have to figure out like what to do with it because it is very different. I, th- I think that yeah. like I, I agree with you that like I especially when somebody is playing a big wild character, 
I like just to just play as real as possible and uh, be a backdrop for their absurdity. Um, yeah. <clears throat> but uh, I think that like jumping kind of peas in a pod uh, has its own opportunities that are just like very different. I think I think like the scary thing about it to me is that yeah, it's easy to like feel trapped and be like, okay, we're just the same. So like, yeah. what do we do from here? <laughs> I guess I shouldn't say drives me nuts. That's a that's a terrible way to put it. It's it just seems very limiting to me. Yeah, right. I I think I like your approach as uh, as far as if I if I can match that energy. If I think I can do the character, if I can honor the character to what the person's trying to set up, mm -hmm. cool. I, I I don't like it when someone does a, a dull, dumbed down version because they're not mirroring. I guess with a hundred percent commitment. Mm -hmm. So I, I feel that's limiting to them because if you're not gonna if you're not gonna go there, then then I don't know, be the voice of the audience or be the odd man out. Uh, right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's a good question, I, man. It's been so long. It's been so long since I've been like regularly playing that uh, right. uh, I actually don't have a great answer uh, on the spot though, about, about like, about like, what do you do when you mirror though? <laughs> Keep in mind. Yeah, you're right. Cause I haven't played in forever. So when we're talking about it, I think I'm, <laughs> I'm rediscovering those things too. Like, oh yeah, mirroring. That's what it's called. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Um, um, but but do you have a do you have like a particular sort of uh, how would you describe like what you're trying to do when you somebody comes out and, and is you know big uh, strong broad character? Um, do, do, what what do you what are you like trying to poke at when you play off of that or contrast to it? Oh boy. Um, I think I, I don't, God, I don't, I don't know. I think yeah. when something like, yeah, when somebody does something like that, I think I'm, I, it's exciting to me and I want to, to just see how much can we get out of this? Like not just, uh, I, oh God, I, this, I sound such an asshole. Uh, like not just between the me and the person that I'm improvising with, but like, what can we do? How does it relate? Again, this is all basic stuff, but like, how does it relate? How does this character relate in the world? Like what are the circumstances yeah. in the world outside of just the scene that we're in that are, that are maybe better affecting this guy or yeah. uh, like what brought these two people together? So I think that's the, I, I just want to see how much we can get out of something or how much I can, yeah. how much I can give that person to, to you know, to, to make that character better. Not better. I'm sorry. Not better. Uh, uh, gift and like just more, more, more toys right. to play with. I guess. Uh, better is terrible. That's the, the premise of. We're gonna take all. We're gonna take all these things that you correct out of context and, and yeah. quote them for the episode. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Oh man. Uh, <laughs> is that basically the premise of of your podcast? Like you are playing a version of yourself interviewing this big wild character that was affected by the events that took place during a horror movie. Yeah, it's fun for me to do that when I'm hosting. I I love doing that. I love, I mean, the people that we've had are, are so great. And uh, I've, we've been very lucky with the people that we've had on the show. And like, I I love it when they are doing those things, like those big, crazy characters really over the top. And I just kind of love, at least I try to do it. I, I love to feed them more, like, you know, like just, I don't know if I do a good job of it or not. I think I am, but I'm probably not. Uh, but I'd like to just how much I, can't, I hate to keep saying it, but like how much can, can you get out of it? 
Right. Yeah, I think you do a great job of it. Um, Thanks, buddy. Listening to uh, the episodes that I've listened to, I think that you, um, speaking of subtlety, you tend to like float things that you seem to know will get a reaction or hope will get a reaction out of, out of people. But you, but you do it in really uh, uh, subtle ways. So, it's, which is yeah. um, curious to me. Like, uh, I you one of the episodes I listened to was with um, you and Andy Carey, and. Oh, yeah. uh, he was, uh, he, the, the, you guys were talking about tremors and, Oh, that's yeah. Yeah. Andy <laughs> took on a character, the character of like, uh, the mayor of the neighboring town, um, <laughs> where, where tremors killed everybody. Um, <laughs> yeah. And he was, pr- and, and the, this mayor was, uh, proud of his town, uh, 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 being a city, like he was like a, for a big city, but it's because he, he his, right. the city has like 1400 people and, Mm-hmm. Tremors ha- is, is is only those like fourteen people that die or whatever, but but um but you you uh, Adam I like that you keep calling it Tremors attacks the town. I like yeah. That. <laughs> Do they have a different name or those, those monsters have a name? I yeah I I think they're called the Graboids. Are they the Graboids? I don't know. <laughs> oh, I've always called them the Tremors. I've, they're Tremors. I, they're you tremors. know what? I stopped watching when Tremors got legs. I, I was no longer interested. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> That, that's that, I think it was like fifteen or six at a time, and that was like that, I drew a line. Like I nope. <laughs> that, I hey man, everybody, you know you got to have your limits, buddy. <laughs> you gotta, I get it. I have um, a very specific taste in how I want my tremor to be. Can't let this world push <laughs> no you around. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but uh, but so so Andy's character uh, was proud to be from what he thought was a big city, a mayor mm-hmm. of a big city, and and you at some point, I, and I, I I can't remember if if it felt like you you intended to to do this, but you called it a town, and he was like, excuse me, it's a city, but it's like yeah, it's yeah. it's little things like that where like yeah. where like uh, the, the way that you presented the question, you could he could have just answered it or missed it or whatever, and Andy's also obviously a, a fantastic improviser too, so right. Yeah, not likely to miss it, but like, I don't know. How do you how do you present little things like that that are just kind of like almost more baiting people as opposed to like or overtly like, you know, throwing rocks at them? Like that that seems tough to me yeah. to like kind of subtly be like, are you going to take the bait over on the well, side? You know, it's almost as they're propelling the ship and you're steering it. Yeah. Oh, that's. I mean, that's a that's a that's a nice that's a good way to put it. Uh, I I I. Boy, again, I don't know how this answer is going to sound. I might, I'm, I have no you, idea you, what I'm talking you're about. You're free I to be just I, completely honest. It's okay. No, I think, I think James, to answer that, I try to do it as subtly as possible. Like if I, if like a town or a city thing gets brought up, at least I try to do this. Like I'll, I'll, I'll put it out there, and if if it if it's not being picked up on or whatever, uh, I I'll maybe kind of poke it again. But if not. I'm I'm good just to move on, you know, because right. I think the people that we've had on the show are so great that if the, if that if Andy and I never got back to that, whatever, like we'll we'll find something else. So I think I I don't try to beat it over the head too much. Uh, yeah, for those little callbacks or little like you know callouts and stuff like that. It's it's almost like being passive aggressive in a conversation with somebody that you don't like, just in the sense that that like you know what I mean, like you're trying you're trying you're trying to like sort of get away with something or pretend like you 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 are unconsciously treating someone some way, but right, like right. if you do it wrong, it gets ugly, 
and right. <laughs> right. you, ru- right. you like right. you ruin the tension of it, right? So it's yeah. like there's there's part of a game of it of of like, am I just over the line or just behind it? <laughs> right, right. And I think sometimes people are very clear that I don't want to talk about that anymore. So we're not going to do it. I don't have anything for that. And I gotcha. Yeah. It. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. That's, um, you know, uh, this might be a little bit of, of a tangent, but um, uh, I think uh, I hear some people in uh, great improvisers who I associate with, with you, Adam, people like uh, Christy Angelo in particular, who um, uh, talk about like when people are out, do you have anything for um, on like a bit or a riff or mini game inside of a, inside of a scene or something. Um, And uh, I think it's such a, like a useful way to, think about things if you're on the same page uh, with, with other people who like play that way of, of like, I'm going to offer this up and, and I'll keep setting it up if you keep knocking it down and feeling mm-hmm. out when you're ready to move on. But um, I don't know. I'm curious, like if you can, if you have any thoughts uh, to elaborate on about like playing with that approach with th- that kind of like feel in mind <clears throat> of like playing ping pong, you know, behind the character um, as opposed to just like completely, shooting from the hip or playing impulsively, like how, how do you, how does that playing style um, relate to you? Like being able to get locked in with like, yeah. Just thinking about things in terms of, of, of like, what's like, what's going on. Be Like the player behind the character, you know what I mean? Like, like, uh, like, Oh, I think my partner uh, it can, can catch fire uh, on this or like, you know what I mean? I mean, I, I don't know how, you know, like, I don't know what it's like with everybody else, but the people that like the eye candy shows, for example, like, right. you know, all those years ago, I think we, you just kind of, you, you know, those, like, it sounds so silly, but it's right. like, you're just friends with these people. So you're doing bits with each other off stage anyways, you know, and I, that tr- certainly translates in there. So I think you, you know, the, like, you know, your buddies. And then, uh, so I don't, I don't think it's hard to get those things out of them certainly a guy like chris like uh you know chris and i haven't played together in a while but i think i don't think it would be difficult for us to jump to jump back in uh for me like on my end of it of knowing what i can what i can get away with with somebody knowing what what their end of it is my end of it is is that i just don't want anybody to get mad at me for like you've been in this for too long i'm mad i'm annoyed i don't want the audience oh, no. to get annoyed i don't want the people in the back line or whoever else is playing like get on with it you know so it's my own insecurities that are like let's do it just a couple more times and then we got to be done <laughs> can we talk so just about by- oh sorry sure yeah 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 uh because you know it because to me when i was starting like that was such a big influence on everybody who was coming up through the second city program or the uh, improv inferno program uh, Mm -hmm. because you guys were the only like maybe one of the few other than the Monday night at the end was the only few uh, long form improv troops that were performing on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. So that was a big thing for us. Like we, we would go to class and then drive all the way out to Ann Arbor just to, you know, check you guys out. And it was awesome. It was like, that was the goal. Like I, when you guys, stuff. when you guys talk about that stuff uh, with other guests, how much time is devoted? Just like, man, that was so much fun. How much fun was that? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah. It was. Honestly, yeah. 
it that, that it is like it's like man like we gotta we gotta make that we what are we actually gonna talk about here because because sometimes it is like <laughs> right. um just like wow how cool um which yeah. i think yeah i mean that would be my, this if anybody, little bit of value <laughs> yeah if anybody has any uh questions or they want advice that that's our advice just do that just everything that we're talking about go do that for yourself <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah how, how did, i came to get started how did you guys form that was pj i think pj and chris were uh they were talking about they wanted to put some people together to play with and uh i think pj pj he was one of my teachers i had him i think in one of my classes but after our, we finished we were the i think we were the first class to to come out of to novi out of the novi space when that when it got moved there so i think after we had our final class show like you know the end of the program like PJ asked if I wanted to do this and it was, um, yeah, it was PJ, Chris McKendrick. And then he asked me and then later on Tim, uh, Robinson joined as well too. So that's, it, that was all, it was all PJ, PJ and Chris put that thing together. Yeah. Cause the, the, the big thing that went around to, well, I was a freshman when you already graduated was you guys were like locked in this basement for like six months before the inferno even opened. And you're just, you would rehearse for 12 hours a day. And is that true? You know, Isa would come by and shoot paint belts at you. If you were doing it wrong. Like, no, <laughs> no, uh, no, that wasn't, I don't think that I, if that happened, I wasn't there. Uh, <laughs> Adam, you had the least attendance. You could probably throw Robinson in there as well too, because I'm usually sure, yeah. he and I were fucking off before the show. So <laughs> um, no, not at all. I mean, we were just like, you know, I think we probably got together to play a little bit before we started doing shows, but it, I, we never, I don't ever remember us rehearsing or doing anything like that. It was just, I'm honestly, you know what the rehearsal was, and you guys have probably talked about this as well too. And it's, I, it, it was just sitting in the basement doing bits before the show. Yeah. You know, same thing like at the ants, you know, you, you're sitting upstairs just doing bits, then you go, go do the same thing downstairs. Yeah. I think um, it, it is a topic that has uh, come up in, in different contexts in conversations on the show before, which is basically like there's the argument or, or, or like there's the validity to the, to the fact that like that is an essential component to having a truly successful team, especially one that's going to last uh, a long time, you know, mm -hmm. beyond being like cast by a theater or, or getting an opportunity for um, a limited run, um, you know, winning a tournament or something like if, if, if a yeah, team's yeah. going to stick together, you, you do have to have like genuine, if not like close friendship, because um you know, I'd say like like there's teams that that I've that I have really close friendships with um, uh, that uh, we're not necessarily like like best friends and go everywhere together, but like I just genuinely enjoy hanging around people, enjoy yeah. trying to figure out how they tick, what makes them tick, what makes them laugh, um, and uh, and being around them before and after shows to just shoot the shit, catch up, have a drink. Yeah, that, totally. that is essential. And then there's the other end of it, though, where it's like, if that's all you're doing, you have to be insanely lucky to sort of like, um, uh, it, it almost just feels like a complete roll of the dice. Like, how do, how do you sort of do anything in particular if if if, uh, if all it is is just being friends, you know? Um, and so there's, yeah. some, there's, like, there's like the two ends where it's like, if you have too much, just like focus on training and practice and rehearsal and like working on the craft of it, then you're kind of losing the chemistry that makes 
improv uh, so uh, magical and, and, and um, uh, open-ended. Mm -hmm. uh, but if you, if you don't have any like goals or structure or whatever, then, then you can, you can be, you can have all that friendship and be a total shit show on stage. Totally. Well, God, yeah, absolutely. I've, I've done it. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, we all have. <laughs> like, well, what, where do you guys fall on this? Like, I mean, are you somewhere in the middle or do you subscribe to one, the one idea more than the other? I was definitely advocating for, for more, um, training and rehearsal and, and stuff uh, when I got started out. Cause it was just so nebulous. Like go had just mm -hmm. gotten started and there was like the proving grounds um, where you could, you would just throw shit at the wall and see what sticks. Like that's how it was yeah. treated. <laughs> I was a big culprit of that. Um, yeah. And then eventually I was like, we got to get like organized if we're going to like see how far we can take this. I kept running into like walls in my just feeling like, like, Ooh, wouldn't it be fun to try or do this? But, but like this far in now it's been like, yeah. 10, 11 years. Now, now, now I'm like, uh, especially like when I got to New York, there's, it's a big city with a lot of people from a lot of different places. And at the theaters are just throwing together these teams and being like, okay, you guys play together. Like you've known each other for your whole life now. And I'm uh, like, uh, yeah. I, I, and then when those teams try to rehearse, I'm like, can we just like actually get to know each other? Because I feel like they're, I don't really know. We, we're not comfortable around each other. So like I, I've yeah. definitely swung back the other way. <laughs> No, I, I noticed agree. that a lot. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Bob. Oh, no, go ahead. No, you go. You're the guest. I I teach a, a couple classes at Second City out here, like just really a couple, uh, just intro classes. And I think James, that's a. I love doing that stuff. I love the getting to know you. You know, yeah. period of of those first hours or so of class because it's. I think that's what makes it. That's what makes those shows and those classes really fun and great. When, like you said, let's get to know each other before we do this. But how much of that too, and I don't know where you guys fall on this or if you guys have talked about it too, like you said at the beginning when you think when you were starting out, and I think that's I think that's right. I think when you I don't know whether you're learning to whatever it is, improvising, you know, music, whatever, like yeah, having that structure is great. But also when you're putting a show together, I think absolutely like what how can we structure this as best we can? What do you think on the? I don't even know what the term is. Not, not personal accountability, but like at some point, like you and I have been doing this long enough to where, like, all right, we I, we don't know each other at all. But if you put the three of us in a room together, we've done this long enough to where, like, okay, we have the basic, I get what skill set to be able to do that. Is that the yeah. right term? Yeah. So, like, how much of that is on? Not, I don't want to say on you because that makes it sound like there's a lot of pressure to it because there's not. There's no pressure. But I guess on you, how much of that are you responsible for? Right. No, I, I think I think you're right. I think it's situational because if we all happen to be if we all happen to be at go and are like, oh, we got a slot open. Can you three do a show? Like, yeah, absolutely, we can do a show. Totally, absolutely. Uh, but yeah. If we had a residency and we we're doing the same show and we we're all good friends and we were just doing the same bit over and over again, then maybe it's time to do a rehearsal so we can show some range yeah. and actually totally. you know, kick each other in the ass and do something different. Yeah. So I think, I think, I think everything's situational with this art. That just know, sounds like wanting to get better though. Doesn't it? Absolutely. Like, doesn't, that, like you just want to be more. Yeah. Just better right. creatively and like really test yourself, test yourself. I mean, if you think yeah. about it, what makes the improv show suck? Like sometimes it's just one person and sometimes it's the whole team not doing their thing. Right. So you, you as the individual have to give yourself some goals and, you know, almost do like a 
individual rehearsal, if you will, or, you know, sure, yeah. of coaching, or is it as a team, we're not, we're, we're doing to, we're not cl collaborating enough. So let's, let's uh, tighten up. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it, I think most of the time it is just about like playing. Uh, it's, it's like, it's like recognizing the balance. Like when do you need, when is it, when has it been too long since you and your group have just like gone out and hung out? Uh, mm -hmm. And when's when, you know when has it been too long since you had a fully attended rehearsal? You know, uh, right, like, right. Yeah. <laughs> right. And actually, yeah, like yeah. To, to bring back something Adam said, like there are those, those troops, you know, are going to do that one thing that they always do. Like, oh well, it's the time to go get a drink because they're going to do uh, the restaurant scene again. Uh, <laughs> I love the restaurant scene. The, the restaurant scene can be fun. really good. <laughs> yeah, but I, I I do think it's about um, to me. It, I, I there were very particular things that I wanted to do that that I think that like would be tough to um, just kind of get on stage with your own kind of like personal goals and and accomplish. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I mean, I, and, but I, I love like high concept stuff. So I, I loved having groups that did, uh, I had a, um, folk and fairy tale group and I, uh, played with a group with, uh, Joe and Travis that, um, yeah. we, we were the offbeats and we, we did a, a poetry opener and, and, uh, interludes and stuff. Yeah. And then, so, uh, I don't know. Or, or like even Adam, you mentioned, you know, that uh, and we have this in, we have this quoted that it drives you nuts. Things that drive Adam Peacock nuts. No, 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 no. It doesn't. <laughs> 101. No, no, but no. like, but, 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 but uh, in all seriousness, it, it's, it's like, um, it's like if you, if you like, if you know what you like, it's, it also makes sense to me to be like, okay, I want to find other people to play with where we're playing like, the acting of it uh, more so than the abstract or like kind of group game stuff of it. Or if you, yeah, want to do outlandish things uh, and, mm -hmm. and be able to like, just go into like bonkers world and have fun there in a, in, at a moment's notice, then those two types of people probably uh, might, might not want to be in the same group. So it, then you're like, okay, well, yeah, it is. Yeah. I mean, I do like when those things, when those two things sort of just kind of happen organically, mm -hmm. you know, that's, that's always, that's really fun. Those shows are always really fun to be a part of when like that. Yeah. Just that roller coaster of like what you just described is those are always the most fun. Yeah. And, and uh, I, I mean, I feel like I candy had, uh, ingredients to it too. That kind of like, again, like, I feel like if you, if you are, are gonna, um, having a, a group of friends that is also that, uh, awesome on stage, like comedically, uh, mm -hmm. it is, it's necessary to have the friend part of it, but like, there's more to it too, because like, you're also kind of like, you have, um, more cerebral players, like, uh, Chris and PJ, and then you have really like fly off the handle people who like will shake that off <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. and create yeah. mischief. Um, and uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe like with with Tim and Tim, but uh, are you somewhere in, in between those two, Adam? I, like, when you were just describing those, I think the person that I want to be is I want to steal parts of all of that, and then yeah, just yeah, yeah. somewhere in the middle. Yeah, I I don't know. I would. Yeah, I I think so. I don't know. I I think so. Um, it, it's certainly like, I, I can say this as a, as a performer, like it's, 
it's really fun to play to be in a group with those two like, dynamics at you know at, at, in at play in a scene like that's super fun to be with as as somebody as you said somewhere in the middle of it it's that's got what a, what fun yeah yeah definitely Garrett's like that too Garrett Fuller's like that as well too I mm -hmm. so oh, yeah yeah, yeah that's I think that's good. why yeah I always like you know playing with him because I think it, we I he just he's such a good compliment to whoever I think he's playing with and you know he can turn that on and off both of those those styles on and off real quick Oh yeah, yeah. He's he like he's like the definition of range when it comes to that kind of. Totally. Yeah, yeah he's great. He's great. Yeah. I'm saying that because I hope he listens. <laughs> um. Yeah. I. I. To me, that that's my that's my goal. Is I, I never want to um stop doing either of those things, and I want to be good at both of them. Like um, you know. So if I, if I do one of those, I'm happy to do either world uh for. Um, for a while, but if, but if I'm in a group that's, that's like, I, I, I discovered, um, you know, I'm happy to do narrative, but like, I, I get a little, uh, uh, tapped out on it, uh, quicker than, than other stuff. But like, yeah, I think it's because narrative doesn't really allow for a complete departure. And so I, I feel like I'm missing the opportunity or the possibility of, of something. Um, so I definitely agree that like, it's fun to be in a group that has those, dynamics and that yeah i mean just uh, on a personal level it's i i, I want to always be able to to like um uh, uh play with somebody that has that strength and not feel uncomfortable or caught off guard about it what's it like for you guys now when you're doing shows do you think about that stuff when you go do shows or do you just kind of just jump up and whatever happens happens i, I think i'm more of the let's see what's going on and yeah 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 because like I, I if um because i think about levels and, and range during a set so mm -hmm. if we just had a bunch of high energy scenes in a row i might i might make a conscious decision like all right let's let the audience breathe so <laughs> yeah, break, yeah. you know because I, you know, you've been in a room with <laughs> these guys been laughing too hard. Let's uh, let's let's let them get a, a, a water break. <laughs> I've seen God Crush, man. I've seen God Crush. <laughs> but I've man, it's it's that thing like you know, it, it can be too manic if you get too hype, you know. And I've 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 been accused of that. So like I'm now I make a conscious decision like you know maybe maybe now it's time for give them a different type of story because that's basically How what we're doing. How much is it for you guys to, and this is going to, I'd probably make me sound terrible. How much of it is just plain laziness? Because I will tell, like, I'll talk, when I'm talking to, like, a, a, a class that I have or whatever, they're talking about big characters. I'm like, yeah, man, I want you to do that. And this is my own jaded opinion. Keep in mind, you might have to do that for seven minutes. Can you do that for seven minutes? Because I can't do that because I'm lazy. No. Loss is not something too physical. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I will do the the slow scene if I'm sweating because I, I don't like that. <laughs> I sweat all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm 42 years old. I, I want to break. Yeah, no, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, it's definitely exhausting. And, and I honestly, it's like um, the the especially when I, you know, I mean, this is a, a the the long break that no one expected, but. Um, mm -hmm. 
if I haven't been playing with regularity in, in a team that I where my goal or the playing style doesn't include um, big broad characters, uh, then it's like it's like the the less I do it, the harder it is for me to get back to it mm-hmm. because um, because then I get like scared or nervous or like uh, you just you just have that like hesitation start to um, uh, grow back where it's like. Um, I don't know. I just like, I, I am less likely to jump on my impulse to, to just like, you know, do a character into free fall right. um, than if I'm conditioned yeah. to, to doing it. So it's like, yeah. Yeah. I actually had that, that happened to me last night. It was like the first time I played in 18 months and we do a late show called name the show where it's just a montage and I got pimped into dancing and I, I, I almost denied it just because I was like, fuck, man, this is past my bedtime. I like, totally, totally. like, and I'm usually like the opposite. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm gonna fucking you you want the big guy to dance? Here it is. You're gonna you're gonna wish you never asked for it. But like last night I did not. I was like, I should be I should be watching. That's a that's a pandemic whatever. thing though, too, man. That's like yeah, that's a quarantine pandemic thing. Cause I had to go to do something at like 9 30 the other night, and I was like, this is fucking stupid. Like I gotta should be in bed. <laughs> Yeah. Can I, I, can I swear? Is it okay if I swear on here? Oh, yeah. I'm, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. This is basically like a conversation we're having at the bar. So it's. it's well, well, none probably. of us had started yelling about professional wrestling yet. So, <laughs> I mean, it's not that close to being at the bar. I, <laughs> are you Are you watching still? Oh, I'm, I'm loving all this AEW stuff. I was about to say, are you AEW or WWF? I'm AEW, you? man. That's, that's so how great. old I am. Uh, <laughs> No, it's always going to be the WWF. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to the grave. We've gotten to do like so. Brett Ganell, he was. Yeah. He has this show that I'm that he was. I'm lucky enough to be a part of uh, called Flying Chuck. Right. And through uh, yeah, improv out here, and you guys, I'm sure you've seen it. Like uh, they've coming, been heard a couple times for the yeah festival. Yeah. It's weird hanging out with pro wrestlers. It's the best. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. It's it's cool, man. Very cool. Yeah, yeah. We did a show with Luchasaurus, and Luchasaurus is—I don't know if you know who Luchasaurus is, but he's this wrestler in AEW, and he he wrestles uh, with uh, Luke Perry's son, Jungle Boy, and they're Hmm. great. And Luchasaurus is a cartoon character in real life. He is (laughs) fucking enormous. I couldn't believe how big he was when I walked in. Wow. And you're a pretty tall guy yourself, so that's, that's yeah. Great, I though. think I think. But here's the thing that makes me feel better is that I think I am taller than him, but he would just, I mean, just destroy me. The guy's like, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, uh, Quentin Hicks um, in workshops will um, get people to pick a wrestling persona, and do um, a yeah, and do like a a rant or yeah, a promo or what do you, yeah. is a, pro, is a pro, was that what you call it? Like a, like a pre-show kind of promo trash talk. <laughs> yeah. Um, Does he really? Yeah. I like that exercise. That seems like what a great Quinn thing to do. Does he do the mighty Quinn for you? Oh yeah. Yeah. He, he does okay. want, well, and then he, and then he, and then he switches to more of a, a mean Gene Okerlund type deal where he interviews you and you have to, you have to uh, name your character, uh, name your opponent. And then tell your opponent everything you're going to do to you, that opponent and why. That's really funny. I yeah. I got to do the Mighty Quinn uh, in a best of, and it doesn't. I'm not as funny. It doesn't work <laughs> with me as much as it does with Quentin. 
The aesthetic just isn't the same. Oh, he's got he's got a uh, for, for lack of a better term, like stage presence. That's a. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Oh my god! It's such yeah, a- it's, that's like his masked wrestler character, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah like when you see a, like a full grown man do it, it's really funny. And then like this little baby comes walking out, baby headed little kid. You're like, nah, it's, nobody <laughs> believes this guy. Um, well, I suppose this is uh, loosely related to both wrestling and uh, improv. But Kurt has a question: um, Does having a troop brand make you more marketable, or you, or are you more likely to be branded as a lazy troop? Having a group brand, like being known yeah. as like the wacky guys, or yeah, I, I uh, Kurt, if you want to maybe um, uh, elaborate on the second part because I'm not, I, I'm clear on like, like does having a, a troop brand, can you brand yourself uh, as a troop? Um, I think about it in terms of like, do the same principles that work for like bands, like a rock band, having an image and a, you know, trying to trying to like get people to know what genre they are, um, does that help? Uh, book shows or attract audience or um, I'm not as clear well, I mean, on, on, like, on like, Kurt's question my, about uh, being my, branded as a lazy troop. My gut answer would be, I, I guess, depending on what the brand is, you know, like if you're branded out, like, yeah. oh, these guys, they do, they do all this physical stuff and Shakespeare and it's, it's just crazy. And wow, that's a lot of work. Uh, I wouldn't, I, I don't think see how anybody can call that lazy or. I mean, I think like it, you just—I was going to mention improvised Shakespeare. I don't know if you guys have ever oh, yeah. caught a show. I mean, they're—it's amazing. But so I—I I think that's a great brand. I think people, but yeah. people, when you see an improvised Shakespeare show, you see a great show. I think it can go on the other end of it too. To I think what Kirk was saying—the the the lazy thing where you're like we're the whatever we're the we're the coconut heads and they wear coconuts on stage, you know, like, so I think, you know, I, know, I, I, like think, that one. I think that's I would, I would watch I the coconut heads. Actually, I would too. I think that would be really fun. I bet you they're really funny. <laughs> one yeah. guy's like 53. <laughs> he only started taking classes because he just wanted to get out of the house. Yeah. There's gotta was, be a, there's a, yep. There's a computer programmer in there at some point. Yeah. Yeah. The coconut heads was definitely the older guy's idea and everyone else was like, what if we he lets, us, he lets us rehearse in his garage? Yeah, we got to. <laughs> yeah. Guys, guys, before our show, I made us something. Made oh, something no. Look under your chair. Look at your oh, there, there. Yeah. Hey, I haven't asked you to do a single thing this entire rehearsal. You're I, right. Can you just wear these, please, for the old man? <laughs> well, so I'm I'm curious, uh, what are, what are your thoughts on that on on that, Adam? Because I'm I'm just now thinking about like uh in terms of um Eye Candy was a group that, uh, I mean, the Detroit improv scene was very different um, during Eye Candy and um, a relatively new or smaller uh, scene, even compared to what it is now and still yeah. compared to what like New York, Chicago, LA is. So like, if you're, if you're just like a bomb ass troupe, um, that is a draw and there's like community buzz by itself, which yeah. is still pretty, pretty much true. But like in Chicago or LA, like more modern uh, landscape of improv. Like, what what are your thoughts on like should a, should a troop kind of think about Facebook page and all that stuff, or like when do you kind of? Oh Jesus Christ! Yeah. Uh, I, I have no idea, man. Uh, yeah, I I do whatever it takes to get your 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 thing out there, man. Like, um, yeah, I I, I think so. It's I mean, I, yeah. I, like, do you feel like? Do you feel like it's like? Go ahead. 
Sorry, I mean, say, I, say it again. Does that hustle go away? Because I feel like that's something no. that like we would have done back in you know Detroit and in you know I, I don't on MySpace back in the day. Yeah, I totally. Yeah. I don't think that changes. I, I mean, yeah, do it. Get your stuff out there, man. Like, yeah, whatever, whatever you can do to get seen, right? I think. Are, are there things that you because. I mean, we're friends on Facebook or anything, but I don't I don't think of you as like a social media I'm not, I'm terrible person, at it. But <laughs> for the show, like is are, are there things you had to learn or had to adapt or had to just force yourself to do just to promote my neighbors for my neighbors? Yeah, yeah. I'm Nate DeFort. Thank God. Like yeah. if it wasn't for him, I'd like in terms of that. anything on like promotion or anything that we do, that's all him. Like I uh He's always giving me shit. He's like, you, you really should, you know, do X, Y, and Z on social media. I'm like, dude, I'm just not good at it. So, I, uh, I, I don't think it hurts. I think get yourself a Nate DeFort for sure. Yeah. Some, you know, he's uh, like the only guy I know who understands what the algorithms are. Like, I, like he's like, oh, he got to do the hashtags, man. Like, why? He <laughs> starts talking about that stuff, and I'm Very like, important. they, you they know, affect your RS coming out. Like, how? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's he's fantastic at that. Yeah, so I mean, it it certainly helped the show. I think you know we've had we've we've built relationships, even if for just a brief time with, you know, some horror publications and some some things outside of the comedy world that we would not have been able to do were it not for that. So, uh, yeah, I think yeah, definitely definitely do that stuff. Let me ask you this: Were you a horror kid? Were you in, were big into horror? Because yeah, I, I remember on I think it was like the. Texas Chainsaw Massacre was one of the mm -hmm. ones that you I remember you talking about like oh this is like an important movie to me. Oh, I had a t-shirt. Yeah, yeah. Overall I was, Yeah, I was. I uh you know, certainly maybe not as much as other people that I was friends with or right. you know, I, I might have been considered a uh you know, you're a poser, but I no, always, yeah. I've told it on the on the on the show like I found those things when my grandfather he worked at Ford's and he would bring home VHS tapes with like three movies on him and two of them are horror movies so when I spent the night over there I'd sneak out and watch them. so yeah that's I found him oh, wow. pretty early on yeah yeah when I hired into Ford that was still a thing I missed that <laughs> what, what when you could work at Ford yeah no no I, I worked at Ford you used to get the the the, the VHS oh yeah yeah and they yeah. said Used to be one of the perks. <laughs> Wait, what is this? They, they they would just give you not legs. <laughs> people who worked within Ford. Oh, gotcha. Like, yeah. yeah, it would boot like no, no, yeah. it wasn't a Ford. Been a great quarter, guys. Here's your boot Every, legs. Everybody who, everybody who worked the line at Ford was red from Shawshank Redemption. Yeah, <laughs> anything you wanted, they could get you. Yeah. They're good people, man. Yeah. 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 So, but. um with with the show with my neighbors are dead um mm -hmm. and I, I don't know if we uh i'm sure we, we've implied what the show is but i don't know if we explicitly stated that you have conversations uh with part, one half of the of the episode is uh just having an open conversation with your guest and then the second half is uh they've picked a particular movie that they want to um work in the world of and then you interview them as a character who mm -hmm. has uh grown up uh somehow adjacent to the um, events of the horror movie that they picked, right? Yeah, and it started exactly like this show. I think I was probably with Nate at a bar and we were just doing that that bit, you know? And uh, so that's how it started. It was, it was a bar <laughs> idea. So, oh, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's it. Like, you know, um, we try, we don't ever do 
like any proper characters, or at least we don't try to anybody that you right. might have seen in the movie. So yeah, it just, it's all, it's, it's all just a, a, a made up scenario with somebody that's we think would be funny or the guest thinks would be funny in that world. Yeah. It's a, and it's a different kind of, um, I, I don't know. Are, do you have any like tips or thoughts on, on just like, it, it, you're a great conversationalist. You can tell in the, um, in the, first half of the episode that you're just good at listening and asking questions of your guests, uh, in the first place. Um, how do, how does that sort of halfway world of between like, it's like you're talking to a real person, but it's a character. Are there any little things you've noticed in the many episodes you've done that, that, uh, you would offer up to people who are doing anything similar? The character stuff is way easy. Uh, yeah. way, not way easy. It's way easier than, than I think talking to the actual person, uh, reps man i was so bad in those first in the very beginnings of the show like just talking into a microphone like doing what we're doing right now at least for me i, I can't i won't speak for anybody else but it was really hard for me it was no, really unnatural like, you can really, speak for most people it, that it is <laughs> yeah uh so i think you know just just keep doing it over and over and over again and then the one of the times that i felt i got I don't, I don't, I don't want to say got good at it, but I felt that thing that you were just describing, James, was we had uh, Colt Cabana on the show. Oh, I don't know if you guys yeah. know Colt. Colt's such a good dude, great wrestler, very funny guy, and I, he didn't, he wasn't explicit about it, but I kind of got the vibe that he was on guard with Nate and I when when he first came over, because I think I don't know what he thought was going to happen. I don't know if he thought we were there to like to make fun of wrestling and to make fun of him or whatever it was. But like, right. I could tell he was really like, he was on his, he was on his, he was on his guard, you know? And was this after the CMM, CM uh, Punk stuff? Cause I don't, this. yeah. You know what? You might be right, Bob, that it, it, now that you say that it might've been right after all of that stuff happened really quick for James. So Cocabana <laughs> has his own podcast. Oh and yeah. His good friend, CM Punk, who is a very famous wrestler, uh, had just quit the WWE and kind of explain what was going on. And uh, the, there, a lot of things happened because it was broadcast on his uh, on his podcast. Oh, shit. You okay. Know, he caught shit from, from WWE, even though he wasn't a, a performer there or anything like that. It just, yeah, it, it was trouble for him. And then it, it, I think there was lawsuits and whatever. So I was just asking if that... That that can make a guy paranoid. Maybe he was going through sure. some stuff on it like, about yeah. podcasts. Yeah. yeah. Now yeah. that you say that, Bob, yeah, that that, that could have been around that time. So that that might have been it. But that one of the first times, and again, I don't think I did like a particularly stellar job of doing it. But I was certainly conscious of like, oh, I just and I I try to do it now with everybody. We're like, I just want you to have fun. You know, I want this to be a fun, but funny thing for you and like and for me certainly. But like, I just want to try to make people as comfortable as I can given like to to china fast track that thing that you were talking about james like a lot of the people that we get on the show i've never met before they're either friends of they could be a friend of nate or they could be a friend of ryan one of our producers and like so i've never met these people before and i'm nervous as well too like i want to get as comfortable with them as i possibly can so i think it's just a it's a practice in that of just trying to fast track that uh comfortability and just doing it while you have a mic in your face yeah. yeah, man. I, I love that. And so are you saying that you like you tell people up front that that like as the as the greeting is like, hey, uh, thanks for doing the show. And I want you to have fun like the, the spiel you just gave. Ryan does it really well. But yeah, like we it's yeah, it's we try to make it as fun and as low key as possible. 
Yeah. I, I, I think that that's uh, – uh, sorry, Bob, just, just real quick because I, 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 uh, I think that that's like um, maybe – really where my head winds up with um, anything that we were just talking about earlier in the show about improv is, is that like, I want to always operate on that uh, sincere mission that I want the people I'm with to have fun and yeah. to also play under the assumption that that's what, what they are all also thinking. Like, I think that that goes a long yeah. way. Oh yeah. Well, I was about to say like, it's hard enough to meet people in person for the first time as it is like, and then, <laughs> totally. yeah, then, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. To, to have that in the back of your head also is being recorded. That's got to be a little yeah. more difficult. Totally. Uh, yeah. But yeah. Like, and just to piggyback on what James has said, I, I do think it just over, or, or sorry, underlines everything we were just talking about before. Like, the quicker we can get comfortable, the better the show will be. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So whether it's rehearsing or, you know, just getting someone a beer before we start re- talking, like, totally, let's, man. Let's, let's get it done. And some mm-hmm. of the people that we've had on the show are are they're pretty great. And yeah. I like <laughs> I'll be sitting there and saying to them, it's like, you and I both know you don't need to be here, but I appreciate your time. I you've given me an hour <laughs> of your time and I appreciate it. Yeah. This will do nothing for you and can only benefit me. <laughs> so I appreciate it. Well, uh, yeah, I, like asking someone to be on your podcast is like the new like, can you help me move? Uh <laughs> I was just gonna say what I was talking about before we went live is, is that like that's pretty much how we felt uh asking you on uh Adam. Oh, we're, like, come on, no way. We really we're gonna that. send you a pizza and some beer as payment like you would when someone helps you move. Uh no, man, give yeah, send you it, give us your address, payment, we'll man. we'll send it to you. Yeah. <laughs> it would DoorDash that stuff. <laughs> Please, yeah. It'd be be nice. Pretty hungry. <laughs> um before we let you go, is it uh, obviously we we've talked about uh my neighbors are dead, um mm-hmm. which uh you can find anywhere with podcasts, you also have a Patreon. Is there any other way that people can um, check out the show That's and what you're it, doing? Man, uh, I, we're on Twitter at My Dead Neighbors because My Neighbors Are Dead was taken. So oh. My Dead Neighbors <laughs> on Twitter, but on Instagram, it's at My Neighbors Are Dead. Right. Uh, so yeah, just social. Yeah, you, yeah you, wherever you get wherever you get your podcasts. Right, right. I think that's how I'm supposed to say it. Post links for for uh, the podcast and. Other way oh, to find it. In the, this was the super podcast. fun, guys. I, oh, like, good. I, I, I'm sure. I don't think we talked. I don't think I talked about subtlety enough. I, I, I we didn't need to. Okay. <laughs> I, think, I think we covered all the ground we, we needed to. Did. Did. Guys, <laughs> did we? I think you nailed it. I'm so. I'm going to be in my head about this all day now. <laughs> oh, man. Um. Yeah. So yeah. Well, we really appreciate. Uh, it was a great conversation. We really, really appreciate you being on the show, Adam. Thanks, Thanks for so having much. me, guys. Really. Thank you. Yeah, appreciate you. Um, and uh, for everyone else, just remember to go to theimprovnetwork.org. Um, just like My Neighbors Are Dead, you can find uh, us as a podcast as well. If um, you don't know, you're not always able to catch the live streams, you can uh, subscribe to the podcast. Um, while you're at it, just just make it, you know, two birds with one stone. Go give both this show and My Neighbors Are Dead a, a five-star rating and a review. Yeah, um, and uh, that is you honestly the same one of the best. Cut and paste. No, and you know what? Pick a third show of your choice and do the same. <laughs> yeah, rule one three. He isn't getting it. Yeah, find just some random kid who's making a podcast <laughs> like North Dakota. Give him a five star rating because he'd do it for you. I hear the coconut heads are are, are just turning their own podcast. <laughs> we got to get these. You got to get the coconut heads. <laughs> hashtag coconut heads. <laughs> the, the talking coconut heads. Great. Yeah. Um. Okay. Uh, Thanks, everyone, for listening. Thanks for joining, and uh, we'll catch you next time on the Improv Network podcast. Bye. Bye. Bye.